Hello, and welcome to Haddonfield. I'm Nick Lathan. And I'm Peyton Lynch. And today we're talking about Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> and we have no guest, because our guest couldn't make it. So it's just the two of us. Yeah, so you'll have to suffer through me and Nick having conversation by ourselves. Yep, and uh, I'm drinking beer, because <laughs> to make it through this movie and this podcast, I need to be inebriated a little bit. I wonder, do you know anybody who likes this movie, like genuinely likes it? I used to when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I just thought, I thought the asylum stuff at the end of the movie was really cool. Oh, you liked it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. When I'd never seen it until this past week. Yeah, I haven't. It, <clears throat> this one, I have, the the ones I haven't seen, I haven't seen five. Mm-hmm. And the second Rob Zombie one. Okay. That's the only two I hadn't seen mm-hmm. before doing this podcast. And, hoobly. There we go. <laughs> um... I don't even know. So, Peyton, how'd you get in Halloween? <laughs> um, we already Forgo. talked about that on the preview podcast, didn't we? But some people didn't listen but to some that Some people didn't listen. I um, yeah, I saw it on TV, and I really liked it. Um, Same here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, before... Oh, man. I, I think we should do a small tribute in, in, in lieu of this to... Uh-huh. Uh, re- person i reference a lot of this podcast oh. burt reynolds okay because burt reynolds oh, yeah burt passed reynolds away. passed away last week and i'm very upset about that because well his movies just t- touched my soul we both like Smokey and the bandit i love smoking the bandit yeah. and, and i mean mostly i just love sally field but yeah you know she's coming to music box right i know yeah she's a book thing right yeah she wrote a book which i'd i'm afraid if i met her i would just bring up mrs doubtfire and burt reynolds <laughs> uh I was gonna say though. She had a movie that came out like last year, or the year before, that was really good. Uh, called like "Hello, My Name Is Doris." Yeah, yeah. Really Didn't good. Michael Showalter do that? Did he write it or direct it? Maybe directed it. Maybe. Yeah, I think he directed it. Maybe. Yeah. It was good. It had the guy who plays Schmidt on um, New Girl. The New Girl, and she has like a huge crush on him, and it's yeah. really cute. My mom gushed about that movie to me a lot. Yeah, she it's was really like, sweet. You need it's to good. watch it. But we're not talking about Sally Field. We're talking about Burt Reynolds. <laughs> That's right. We are talking about Burt Reynolds. Anyway, ref- reference him so much because I love his movies growing up. And just anytime anybody drives in a movie, I immediately think about Burt Reynolds because nobody did it better, even though it was generally a stuntman that drove <laughs> instead of Burt Reynolds. But Burt, uh, going to miss you. I love you a lot. And I bet Michael Myers is going to miss you because... Uh, we all know we it's all canon. Know, yeah. It's canon according to this podcast <laughs> that Michael Myers learned how to drive, not because of Dr. Wynn, but because he watched Smoking the Bandit at Smith Grove. <laughs> Did they say that in this movie that Dr. Wynn taught him how to drive? There is a, uh, in the script, apparently, there uh, is a part of it where he, uh, he ex- they explain, Dr. Wynn's is like, I taught him everything. Oh. Taught him how to kill, taught him how to drive. Ew, that's... That's even... I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. Um, okay, so before we get into the movie, let's get into the Joe Bob Briggs patented yes. drive-in totals. All right, so these are the t- drive-in totals that I wrote. Uh, I don't know if Joe Bob Briggs has any. If Joe Bob Briggs does have some, uh, send them to me. Send them to welcome to Haddonfield at gmail.com. Is that it? Yes, that mm-hmm. is it. And also, if you look like Lance Guest, please send a um, <laughs> headshot, resume, and height and uh, address it to Peyton to welcome to Haddonfield at gmail.com. Now, you can't be useless like Lance Guest was in Halloween, too, but if you, if you look like him, then... Then write in. What please. is the height you're looking for? Um, at least 5'7 or above. How tall are you? I'm 5'7, okay. so yeah. 
Yeah. You're like a man that's taller than you. Yeah, for I sure. I respect that. Or wear some like shoes that are make you tall <laughs> enough, you know. Get some uh I get can't some... afford to be too picky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into those driving totals. Okay, we got fourteen dead bodies, one druid cult, a very mid ninety soundtrack, spike to the head, three sixty degree neck twist, multiple backstabbings, pumpkin smashing, exploding head, raining blood slayer, throat slitting, window smashing, medical massacre, heads roll, axe foo, pipe foo, fire poker foo, and of course, knife foo. Oh, man. I just like saying foo so much. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, why. I sense the theme there for this week. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much foo in this. <laughs> the new movie has fire poker foo, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, let's okay. Uh, so, we record these a week before they come out. So, yeah. this is Monday, the, this is the 10th, September. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, the movie premiered Saturday. Yes. And yeah. it's got all kinds of great great yeah great reviews a lot of great responses i was looking through on twitter through the hashtag hashtag halloween movie and they got a little michael myers i know it's really cute it looks like a little baby michael myers (laughs) like if michael myers and chucky had like a baby it would look like that (laughs) it's very true (laughs) but yeah most of the reviews i read were uh talking about how gory it is and how fun it is yeah and that's good it's funny because in the um like, when they were at Comic-Con, they were talking about how, like, they wrote a really serious script, and, like, they didn't think it was funny, but then a lot of people are saying that it's fun, and it's funny. Well, it's from the team that made, yeah. you know, Vice Principals Eastbound yeah. and Down. Well, and I feel like such a big component of, like, horror movies and, like, um, Halloween series as well as, like, the dark comedy that sort of is mm-hmm. inferred with it, yeah. Well, comedy and horror go hand, hand in hand. hand. for sure. It's like uh, like Get Out. Get yeah. Out's scary, but it's also yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's also funny. Um, and it, I, yeah, and we both saw Hereditary recently, and there were times in that movie the humor is like really, really dark. But like, there's a lot of times where I found myself laughing, and I was like the only one in the theater laughing, <laughs> just because I think people laugh when they get uncomfortable too. Yeah. I tended to my my main I didn't, instead of laughing, I just went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? That is my three-word review of Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, go into it not knowing anything. Yeah. That's, I think, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, I'm doing the blockbuster, uh, what you call it, art. Um, uh-huh. Looking, just looking at the poster art yeah. for a movie on iTunes. I'm like, yeah. should I rent this? Yeah, why not? And, yeah. I know, I heard Hereditary was good. So I rented that, and then Upgrade, I looked at Upgrade, just looked at the art, and yeah. was like, yeah, I'm going to rent Upgrade. Enjoy the shit out of Upgrade. <laughs> I actually don't think I've seen a poster for Hereditary. What does it look like? It's uh, it's Tony Collette. Uh-huh. It's just her... It's just her face. I think the movie poster is just her face, but the, mm. um, the iTunes cover was her in the background, and then yeah. Charlie in the foreground with like one of Charlie's little dolls. Mm. What would be really cool? I bet like Mondo or somebody will do a poster of it, but like a dollhouse or something to do with like the miniatures. That would be an amazing. That'd be really cool. I think that's another reason why I love Hereditary so much is because I'm a sucker for some miniatures. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love miniature houses. It all goes back to Beetlejuice I recently discovered. Yes, yes. Just because I love Beetlejuice, watching that so much growing up as a child. All and right, the opening she, credits with the miniature town. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And also the opening of the HBO, uh, the 1983 HBO intro, the feature presentation goes through the miniature town. Oh, I've never seen that. I need yeah. to look that up. 
It's on it's on YouTube. I recommend watching it. There's also a making of which I've watched several times. Of the thing of make there is a making of the the intro for the HBO thing. <laughs> I don't know. I love making of stuff. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the making of Escape from LA more uh, than I've seen Escape, Escape from, from LA. LA. Yeah, same thing. I think the same with Speed. I've watched the the making of Speed so many times. <laughs> wow, I would want to watch the making of Speed. For it's sure. very cool. They use miniatures in that movie. Oh, love me some miniatures. They use miniatures in a lot. Like they used them for Alien and mm-hmm. Star Wars and Blade Runner. Yeah. All the, all the old good movies. Mm-hmm. Moon uses miniatures. And that's like the most recent movie I can think mm-hmm. of. I think Dunkirk had some as well. Yeah. And Inception, I know, had miniatures. It's just, I think the new Star Wars did too. Like some, they've used some miniatures. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah, miniatures, it's a lost art form. And when mm-hmm. you do it well, it looks, so it looks amazing. Yeah. All right, but we're going to talk about a movie that has no miniatures. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get into the actual movie. We're just going to do this on side tangents because um, yeah. I can think we can both agree up front that we both did not like this yeah. movie. The I was already turned off at the very beginning with like the flash mi- montage. Yeah, like it's already like confusing and you don't know what's going on. Yeah, I wrote down uh, the opening feels like an X Files episode. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like a very TV movie type like, of thing. I kept thinking about whenever, because uh, in X Files, Dana Scully gets abducted and then she has flashbacks to. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're recording this on the 25th anniversary of X Files. <laughs> Happy anniversary, X Files. Oh my God. Mulder Scully, I love you so much. <laughs> I love them too. But We've got the, a new season coming out next I'll, year. Yes, but I don't think. I don't think Gillian Anderson's coming back. No. Apparently she didn't like the last. I haven't. Whenever they did the revival back in yeah. 2015 or 16, tw- beginning of 2016, uh-huh. I, uh, was it 2016? Yes. I got up until the Darren Morgan episode and then mm. stopped watching after that because uh-huh. Darren Morgan, all of his episodes of the X-Files are my favorites. Yeah. I and, did watch the whole thing and it ends in like a cliffhanger. Yeah. Then they have another, they had another season after that. They there, did? Yeah. Which oh, is Oh, maybe I missed year. that. And they're going to do Oh, they have season. one last year. I didn't see that. I need to watch that. Yeah. Or it was, maybe it was earlier this year. I cannot remember. I, I didn't hear anything about it. That's crazy. I'm just mad that uh, Netflix... We're just keep delaying talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm just mad that uh, Netflix took off the uh, all of X-Files. Yeah. Because I... Well, I remember they took them off like right before the new season was going to start, and then they put them right back on. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I was off. watching, and then like I was on the last season or something, and they went off, and I was like, no. Yeah, I was in the middle of season eight, yeah. which... Season eight, middle, and that's the season that David Duchovny leaves. Oh, and yeah. And that's yeah. when, um, what was he going to say? I forgot he was like gone for a bit. It's just not good. Yeah. Because there's a, uh, there's an episode that's, it's, it's X Files, but it's cops. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a mockumentary episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's called like X Cops or some yeah. shit. <laughs> and that's right after the, uh, that's right after the video game episode with the famous Oh, the picture video game episode is fun. Of David Duchovny wearing sunglasses holding a sword. <laughs> which we will post that on the Instagram. Welcome to Haddonfield. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah. The whole thing felt like Scully's flashbacks to when yeah. she was on the spaceship. Yeah. Michael, please don't hurt me. Um, I think this is the worst credits yeah. that we've had ever. It's not really credits. It's not it's really just, credits. It's just a yeah, montage. It's just a montage, and then it goes into the the action of the movie. Yeah, and I okay. So I know the cult of Thorn is a druid cult, but it is so stupid to have an altar and all that shit. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
and the candles and everything. It feels very Evil Dead to me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so confused about this whole, like, storyline, and it's been, like, shoehorned. The guy who wrote the script, I think he, like, really latched on to, like, the thorn thing. Mm -hmm. Because he said that, um, I can't remember his name, but he said that he tried to, like, contact the people who wrote 4 and 5 and was like, so what is this? Like, what were you guys planning to do with this? And they were like, we don't know. You can figure it out. Well, it's like the fifth one. They didn't have a finished script when they started making it. Yeah, so he, like, looked up the rune and, like, he was really trying to, like, bridge the gap between all the movies and, like, trying to connect it all together. But I think... With all the rewrites and, like, reshoots and stuff with this movie, that kind of became convoluted, and it was... I don't know. I think it's too much. I think somebody... I need to... I keep leaning away from the microphone, but I think somebody said... uh, I think I read somewhere. I don't know if it was this one. It was this one. Mm -hmm. That the first draft, they said, was the best Halloween script that they'd ever read. Wow. And then studios, of course, get in and, like... Throwing their ideas and yeah, it's it's a Herbie fully loaded situation. <laughs> I think Herbie fully loaded is a great movie. Listen, famously, <laughs> Herbie fully loaded. I'm saying famously because we're recording Riverside Law later. By the way, subscribe to Riverside Falls on Arcade Audio and Queer Movie Night. Yes. Uh, what was I gonna say? Famously. Oh yeah. Famously. So Herbie fully loaded. It was originally like going to be like a Fast and the Furious type movie. Oh really? And but then, Herbie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then interesting uh, take on Herbie, which it would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. And then apparently, like some producer, like at Disney, got involved, and yeah. like they ended up getting fired and all that stuff oh, over damn. the movie just because they, like, they threw all their ideas in there and fucked yeah. the movie up. Yeah. So, first draft was amazing. Apparently, it yeah. was gory. It was you know fun or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, just studio stuff. Yeah. Um, intervened. Um, and then we see Jamie again, played uh, by J.C. Brandy instead of uh, Daniel Harris. Apparently, Daniel Harris really wanted to do the movie, um, but she was 17 at the time. Yeah. And I guess her parents didn't want her to. Um, and she was fighting to get um, like self-custody so she could make her own decisions. And the film... Eman- was it eman- Emancipation? Yeah, Emancipation. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, but... The studio would only pay her like a thousand dollars or something. I can't remember. It's five thousand. Five thousand, and it wasn't enough to cover her emancipation. And like she like asked for more, and they're like, "You're only like in the beginning of the movie, so no." That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they they really fucked up. I think when they killed off Rachel. Yeah, and because the movie was, I mean, Halloween Five would have been. If they killed off Rachel at the at the end, yeah, it would have been better. It would have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, I just think they fucked yeah. it up. And Jamie was supposed to live longer in this one too, and I think she might do so in the producer's cut. But uh, yeah, but yeah, we have not watched the producer's cut. Yeah, we yet. haven't watched the producer's cut yet. So I think our last episode we should briefly talk about just the differences yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, uh, that's a little bit of behind the scenes planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a credit I love in this one is starring and introducing Paul Stephen Rudd. <laughs> oh, I didn't see his full name on there. Yeah, and it's narrated. The opening's narrated by Paul Rudd. I couldn't tell at first because he's doing like some sort of weird voice. That is a note I have in, <laughs> later on in, the, in my notes. And he kind of drops the voice later in the movie. I yeah, think. yeah. I just wrote down what's up with Paul Rudd's voice. Yeah, is he? Do- I feel like he's like doing like an imitation of Doctor Loomis, or like I don't even know, but he's got like a weird. He's like, yeah, he does the voiceover, and I was like, is that Paul Rudd? I can't tell. It is Paul Rudd. Yeah. I mean, I realized it was him later, because they show him on screen, and he's still doing, like, that weird voice. Let me, uh, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. <laughs> pull up a clip of the monologue. Yeah, so that monologue... <laughs> oh, this is later in the movie. Wait, this isn't the movie. (laughs) I'm like watching it while it's being recorded. That is, of course, a clip from Mac and Me. <laughs> I figured since Paul Rudd is yeah. in this movie, I'd do a Paul Rudd bit. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Paul Rudd's not Mac and Me, right? Uh, no, there's a bit where uh, every time uh, Paul Rudd goes on Conan uh, and he introduces he a clip, he plays that same clip every time. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point in which uh, Conan's like, uh, he's like, all right, you play this shit every damn time you come on here. He's like, I know, I know, but the studios, you know, they get mad at me when I don't play the clip, so. Yeah. Let's play the clip from the real yeah. movie. And then it's and then they play it again. again. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. When he did it for Ant-Man, they uh <laughs> they they inserted uh they played like the opening was like a clip from Ant-Man. Yeah. And, and then, then it, it turned into <laughs> Mac and Me. And then they put Ant-Man At in the, the clip. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was so ridiculous. Anyway, sorry for that uh, little side tangent, everybody, about the Paul Rudd Mac and Me thing. Yeah. So uh Jamie gives birth to a baby. Oh, in the producer's cut, it's alluded that it's Michael's baby. Yeah, I know. That's gross. I'm really glad they didn't keep that in there. What I want... Okay, so this movie takes place six years after Uh Halloween 5. Yes. What's Michael been up to? Well... According to this movie, he's been, like, in their safe house, basically. In in Smith Grove. Yeah. And so... All right, and this is why this movie makes no fucking sense to me. Because later in the movie... They're doing that little seance thing or whatever uh, in the in the emergency in the ER. Yeah. Or the OR, excuse me. OR uh-huh. operating room. So and then Michael goes in there and kills everybody. Yeah. And they're in the cult the, these people are in the cult of Thorn. So Michael is like this beast they keep behind the you know, behind the curtain to unleash to kill people. Yeah. But he turns on them and kills them. Yeah. I think I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it to try to like <laughs> To try to like give a coherent story to like what they put together, dude. Every time, every time we do this podcast, because we like throw out all this information yeah. that we interpret from these movies, and I'm sure there's somebody who listened to this podcast like you fucking idiots. You're wrong, you yeah. idiot. It's explained in this, and like they like it's plain as day in the novels. Yeah, I feel like everybody is screaming at their at their phones. I think that might be part of the reshoots too, and the rewrites because I know a lot of the hospital like a lot of the ending was reshot oh yeah so maybe they just didn't think there were enough kills like there was enough violence i don't know i don't know but (laughs) 
I don't know. <sighs> so bad. And the guy who, um, the doctor who like Michael chases through the hallway, that's the guy that played Michael through like the first half of the movie, but he didn't want to play Michael again for the reshoot. So they like added him in like as a nod to him or something. Really? Yeah. It's really weird. I know they brought back Don Shanks for this movie who played Michael in the previous movie. Yeah, I think maybe he played it in the reshoots or something. I don't I don't remember. Very confusing. Um so what do we got? Oh yeah. Yeah, so then Alan, Alan Howarth returns again, which they redid his score. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um so then they have they take the baby from Jamie and then I guess they carve the thorn symbol into the baby's chest. I thought they were just painting it, but then I think it's they there painted, the whole time. I think they painted it because later in the movie, uh, is it gone? Yeah, Paul Rudd wipes it off. It wipes it off because I had that as a note. Yeah, and then um, a woman tries to help Jamie escape, um, and, and then, she gets a spike to the back of the head. Yeah, that was a pretty cool kill. That was pretty. That was pretty There's a lot of uh, spikes. Yeah, in yeah. this one. A lot of like kills that made me like really cringe in this one. Yeah, and then Michael and then Jamie tries to steal the redneck's truck, which the redneck looks like Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> and then um Michael like tears his head off, right? He twists He twists it. He and twists then it like head. falls off or something. He like, yeah, he spins his head around. Yeah. <laughs> I know I wrote down three hundred and sixty degree head spin, but like I think it might be it's either one eighty or like he sp- he Yeah. He, he fucking twists that shit. Yeah, yeah. And it is... That's a cool kill. Yeah, that is a cool kill. That is, also, I feel like Michael is exponentially stronger in this movie well, he's than been, he's ever been he's in been any movie before. He's been sleeping for six yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> he's been saving up his strength. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't put any thumbs through foreheads in this one. <laughs> and then um, Jamie drives off. I just wanted to note that uh, this we're seven minutes in and there's been two kills. Yeah, so that's... yeah. So they but it like, slows down. Yeah, we don't get a quickly, kill yeah. until like later. Yeah, after that, there's not a lot of kills. Yeah, except for Jamie, I guess. Um, yeah, Jamie. Jamie gets killed 19 minutes in. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't realize how long she. I didn't realize how long she lasted. Because yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I ch- kept checking the time in this movie. Like, how much fucking time yeah, do I yeah. have left? <laughs> I'm definitely like halfway through. I was like, okay, how much more of the movie is there? <laughs> <laughs> um, cut to the for sale sign for Strode Realty or bought sign. I guess sold. Yes. Um, and then we have we intru- we're introduced to Danny and yeah. um, who at first I thought. Is that Jamie's son? Just like the way it was edited, I thought that that was the baby for a second. Dude, this movie's not, editing is horrible. It's bad. The drive-in. Really I was trying to do the drive-in totals for the de- the body count mm-hmm. and could not. During the massacre at the end, like you're like who who is who? Yeah, yeah. Like how many people get killed? Because they keep it like it cuts to one person like hitting the glass, yeah. and then it cuts to Michael stabbing another person. I'm like, yeah. is that Michael stabbing? Like it's they do so many like flash things too, and apparently that wasn't in the original cut. That was like what they that was like after they heavily edited it and stuff. And I yeah. think that really makes things confusing for a lot of it too. Yeah, very confusing. Um, and this is Danny who hears the voice man. Yeah, yeah I love the the voice man. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it with subtitles and um, the because a lot of it was difficult to hear. And um, there's one part where the voice man is on the phone and it says like voice. It's credited as voice man. <laughs> Fucking voice man. <laughs> um, love this like radio show back talk with Barry Sims. 
That's um, the guy. I was trying to think of that dude's name earlier today. <laughs> uh, a note I want to say is that uh, Danny's got a fucking red Power Ranger right by his yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Jason, that yeah. rat, that Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> the original red Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he kill somebody? Um. Let's do some research. In real, real life? Yeah. I think, like... There was a Power Ranger that killed somebody. Yeah, by accident, right? Are we, are we talking it about a, on purpose. Like a Matthew Broderick situation? Yeah, I think so. What I think you're name? right. I what don't, is the name? Nick's going to look that up. Um, well, they that do... Um, this. The radio show does bring up that Haddonfield has banned Halloween as a, as a holiday, which is a plot point that they wanted to introduce into Halloween 4, but then finally manifests itself in this movie. Um, then we get like a crazy uh, phone caller. Uh, He's not looking good. Yeah, his name he, is Austin St. John. Yeah, he doesn't look good recently. Did he kill somebody? <laughs> Did he kill somebody? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I, don't, I feel like a, a, there was one. There was like a Power Ranger that killed somebody <laughs> in real life, and I'm my fucking. I'm using the computer that we record with. <laughs> Ranger murder. Murderer. Murderer. Former Power Ranger pleads guilty to killing roommate. <gasps> Which Power Ranger was it? I'm, was it him? I'm clicking on it. This computer is from 2011, so it's very slow. <laughs> um, Ricardo Medina. Which Power Ranger was he? I think he was a Red Ranger. Let's see. He wasn't the original one, though. No, that was Austin St. Yeah. Austin St. John, we'd like to apologize. Uh, <laughs> for slandering your name. For slandering your name. Please do not sue us. Uh, you're the best. You're the Listen, Jason is the best Red Ranger, I just want to say. Yeah, say the original. The ori- listen, I'm all about some originals. <laughs> yeah, ex-Power Rangers. Was he the Red Ranger, though? I took a which Power Ranger are you quiz. Wild Force. Recently. He was in the Wild Force. Oh, that wasn't even the original Mighty Morphin. No. No, Mighty Morphin yeah, Power he's Rangers. He's trash. Ricardo, you're trash. <laughs> but Austin, you're amazing. Austin, you're amazing. We love you, Austin. <laughs> even though a second ago we thought you killed somebody. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We're, we're 25 minutes in. Talking about people that kill people. Yeah, we're not. We're like 10 minutes into the movie, but 25 minutes into the podcast. Tangents, everybody. We know you love these tangents. <laughs> we know this podcast. We know you're all here to not hear about Halloween 6. Halloween There's somebody who's listening to this. Is like, you motherfuckers. I'll look, this is my favorite one. Um, Paul Rudd's first Speaking of crazy movie. people who kill people. Um, the there's like a female caller that calls into the radio show and is like she wants to fuck she Michael. wants to fuck Michael <laughs> and then the guy makes a joke he's like any other killers you're into what about that Dahmer guy I bet you could really cook with him I'm like I roll <laughs> and then she's like just Michael I want to know what's behind that mask <laughs> good God goo <laughs> goo um, and then um, so we get the uh, Danny's mom Cara Strode Kara. Kara. Well, her mom says Kara, but okay. Well, it starts with a K and it rhymes. Yeah. With, it looks like it's Sarah with <laughs> yeah. an S. I just say Kara, yeah. but it could be Kara. It could be Kara. I feel like it's used either way. Um, she's like undressing and listening to the radio, and then Paul Red seems like he's peeping on her through his camera across the street. Yeah. And Paul Red, real creep in this movie. Real creep. Yeah, real creep. Um, and his talking voice is weird, as we said before. I wrote that. He down. loses it. Don't worry. Yeah, I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> Halloween's band. Thanks, radio. There's yeah, the radio montage of every 
everybody's listening to this fucking yeah everybody Barry. in town is listening to Barry it, it, everybody Barry out of Sims. town <laughs> everybody in uh, back talk with Barry Sims yeah, very every, popular show yeah everybody in central Indiana or excuse me Illinois yeah <laughs> is listening to this guy uh, it cuts to or I guess Paul Rudd calls the radio show too and then says that he saw Michael and they think he's crazy and he mentions I don't know if he mentions Loomis but then it cuts to Loomis. All I wrote was that. Oh yeah, he says that Sam Loomis is retired. He's uh, he says he's he's like I think the guy's dead. Yeah, and then it cuts to Loomis and he goes, "Not dead, but just very much retired." (laughs) I wrote, "I like Loomis's beard." Yeah, (laughs) I love Loomis in this movie. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He just yells shit at people. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I wrote down why is everybody listening to this uh, radio show? (laughs) Um. And then Doctor Wynn comes and visits. Does Loomis. he do that right away? Mm-hmm. Before okay, because Loomis um, is writing something on his typewriter. Yeah, his old ass typewriter. Um, and then he's like, "I want you to come back. Come back to Smith's Grove." Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. He's like, "Cheers to retirement," and then he's like, "I want you to come back yeah. to work." <laughs> um, then it cuts back to Jamie. So you realize this is like the same night that mm-hmm. she's escaped. Um, and I thought she was going into a school, but I guess later on you find out that's like a bus station it's a bus or something. Station, yeah. something. Because um, she's just, she's trying to get the fuck away from yeah, Smith Grove because yeah. she's at Smith Grove. We later find out. Yeah. Um, and uh, she calls the radio show. Yeah. And then Loomis hears her on the radio. Oh yeah, and uh, Barry's like, all these crazy people kind of. What is this? A full moon? Yeah. Which? Why is that always? <laughs> The excuse for crazy people. What is this? A full moon? All these crazy people about. Um, I love uh, I love shock jocks characters. Yeah, they're so stupid. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to. The- I know he's so. I weird. should add a uh, sound effect to this part. Hold up, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. There's like a shock jock, like guitar riff uh-huh. uh, preset and garage band that yeah. makes me laugh so hard. I think you should insert it somewhere here in the show. Hold up. I'm going to stop the recording <laughs> and then we're going to put it in there. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, um, and then Michael's back. He shows up in the bus station. I'm glad you did that segue. You're that welcome. A, that's a good segue. <laughs> And we're back. I'm we got learning. Michael Myers on the line. Michael, what do you got to say about Haddonfield? What is this, a pervert? What is this, a full moon? Welcome to Haddonfield. I'm Nick Lathan, and I'm sitting here with Peyton Lynch, a.k.a. P-Nasty. P-Nasty. We got some naked ladies in the studio. Ugh, so stupid. Gross. Um, That's the best thing about shock jocks is like, oh, we got some naked ladies in the studio. Like, I can't see them. I can't see them. Your imagination is better than any naked lady that ever exists in real life. That is a Alfred Hitchcock quote. <laughs> the one that I just said? Yes. <laughs> Hello, this is Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> uh, what a creep. My Alfred Hitchcock sounds like Lord Michaels for some reason. Um, uh, and we are on our second beer. Alright, where are we at? <laughs> um, Michael shows up in the bus station. We joked that this is going to be the shortest episode. And it's going to be the longest, longest episode. I don't it's going to be shit. longer than the movie, actually. Oh, man. How long is this movie? An it's, hour and 28 minutes long. It's an hour and 28 minutes too long. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what's funny about this one? They don't have any slow motion scenes to stretch out the movie. <laughs> Halloween 4 was like, it's like 127 yeah. or an hour and 27 minutes. Yeah. And Hereditary is 127 minutes. Anyway. There you go. 
That's um, what I was thinking. But like, there was so much slow motion. Yeah. Uh, Halloween four was so much better than this. <laughs> um, I also um, apparently they add some of the direct or the producers cut scenes into the movie for the television edit because it's too short for television. That makes sense. Um, too short for TV. <laughs> Welcome to Haddonfield. <laughs> I've got uh, a couple shorties on the line. <laughs> <laughs> You know they're short. Uh, How tall are you guys? <laughs> Five foot three. Boy. <laughs> then you. I wish you had a soundboard just so I could add like a sound effect. Actually, you can edit it in post. I'm gonna pause it. We're gonna add a sound effect real quick. Hold up, sorry. And we're back. Sorry for that little sound effect delay. Welcome to Haddonfield. I'm Nick Lathan, and I'm here with P Dog Peyton Lynch. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> this movie should not have had a shock jock. No. Uh, <laughs> it's all the movie's fault. This is the movie's fault. I'm just trying to have fun with this. Okay, I'm sorry. Nick's just trying to have fun, everyone. Okay, I'm drinking gonna... I'm drinking during the day on a Monday. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> I'm on my third attempt to move on with the plot of the movie. <laughs> well, I don't even know where we're at right now. Are we still at the bus station? So Michael shows up at the bus station. <laughs> Jamie runs into a bathroom with a baby. She still has the crying baby, and she's hiding in a stall. Oh, oh, um, oh, the baby's crying. <laughs> that is Van Halen with baby's crying. Sorry. Um, and then Michael follows her into the bathroom, um, and then... I want to say something about this mask real quick. Yes, go It ahead. has a mullet. I think the mask, the hair on the mask grew. <laughs> I... I can't even picture the mask right now. It's okay. It has it has yeah, the hair it is has long. Hair. It has like a sign of the hedgehog mullet. <laughs> he looks like he went super saiyan. Yeah. Do you get that reference? Yes. You DBZ fan? Yeah. By the way, I know of it, yeah. Listen, um I know you're subscribed to the Patreon. There's also a, another show on uh the pa- Arcade Audio Patreon called Dilettante Ball Z in which Spencer and Johnny of Dilettante Ball go through and watch Dragon Ball Z episodes. So thank you for subscribing to the Patreon and listen to that one. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And also, Marywood Movies just came out with a new, uh, that's their 2015 Best Of episode. Oh, nice. They're going back in time <laughs> and talking about like other like favorites from previous years. Great. That is the radio, that is the radio show, because we're all, this is not a podcast, it's a radio show, because we're <laughs> shock jocks th- this episode. <laughs> that's the episode where we stole the MVP LVP from... So listen there to Mary with yeah, movies. Listen to them. And also listen to Queer Movie Nights and Queer Movie Nights and Riverside please. Falls. Why are you saying please? Because we need listeners. I don't know. You, I, I don't know the numbers, but they're pretty good. I think that's good. That's good. More people talk about that show. We could always they, use more. Yeah, you just want to take over the nation. That's it. Basically. Um, honestly, I need more numbers so that more potential boyfriends can email queermovienight at gmail.com. By the way, if you look like Lance Guest, um, <laughs> please email us at welcome to at gmail.com. Um, so Michael is at the bus station. Yes. Jamie hides in the stall. He follows her into the bathroom. He kicks open the doors. We see that Jamie climbed out of a window to escape. Much like her mother did. Yeah. In and Halloween, Halloween too. too. And Jamie did again in Halloween five um so she leaves through the window she drives off in the van drives off in the truck he follows her in a van i don't know where the van came from okay yeah so (laughs) she 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 takes jake the snake robert's truck and drives away (laughs) and is that your name for him he looks like jake the snake roberts (laughs) 
He, the only thing he doesn't do is he doesn't do a DDT. He should have done a DDT on Michael. <laughs> that stands for, of course, Damien's Ditter Time or uh, Damien's Death Touch. <laughs> or it has another name. I don't know what it is, but DDT. DDT. It's cruel but fair. Anyway, that is a little nod for you Podswoggle listeners. All right, so Jay, uh, Jamie's uh, driving in a truck. <laughs> Where did he get the van from? Do you know? It's from Smith Grove. Oh, it's from Smith. It's it just says, like a hospital van. It says Smith Grove on the side because oh, okay. I did write that in my note. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, because she uh, wrecks into a pumpkin patch. Yeah, I love that, that she runs into a pile of pumpkins. Which this 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 is this is. I also wrote there. Does baby have a seatbelt on? But well, baby's not there. Yeah, but we don't know that technically yet. Sorry for spoiling the movie you should have watched already, listener. <laughs> what was I going to uh, What was I going to say? And I was also like she left the baby in the car like Yeah. I was like, "Wow. This is this is October 30th, right?" Yeah, I don't think I think so because the next day it tells you it's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. This is October 30th yeah. at this point. Um trying to get my dates oh one shot that i did like um was when she goes into the barn and then there's a strike of lightning and you see michael in the lightning that's that very cool good. that was probably the coolest shot in the movie i Only would say cool so shot. too yeah um and then and then the jamie kill which is really brutal yeah dude yeah that had some like shades of like hellraiser yeah what is it that what is that thing that he like stabs her on it looks like uh like part of a combine yeah because at first i was like is that a rake and then like it it was like a attached to a machine it was like a saw thing but it looked like uh like the spikes that are on top of like fencing yeah oh it was brutal that was rough um and she says you can't have the baby michael so then we find out that the baby's not in the car yeah um, <laughs> at this point, we all know that I wrote Jamie's dying. Yeah, Jamie's dead. Um, we are listening to <laughs> Jamie's dying by Van Halen on W Haddonfield. I couldn't think. Of that. I was going to say W H A L W Hal. Sorry. Um, this is Nick Layton here with P Dog P Funk P Funk P J Soul. I'm here with the Lollipop Man. <laughs> I'm the Lollipop Man. Oh, okay, man. sorry. <laughs> Um, that's an inside joke. Um, uh, <laughs> um, then I wrote, fun. I don't remember who says this, but I wrote, enough of this Michael Myers bullshit. That was Barry, that was the radio, it was the shock <laughs> That's jock. the radio shock jockey. Um, and then it cuts to Haddonfield Halloween. Yeah. And then we meet Kara's uh, parents, John and Deborah. All right, so before we get into the John and Deborah. Yeah. Um, adjusting the microphone. I should just pull the seat forward because I'm trying to relax. Relax. I'm trying to relax. I'm not using my usual microphone, so that's why this is weird. Um, what was I going to say? If you look at the Haddonfield uh, Halloween mm-hmm. little text, at the bottom, like, under that, there's kids trick-or-treating. I know. It, during, like, in the morning. In the morning. It's before school start. I knew you were going to bring that up. This fucking town. <laughs> they had it right. They had it right. Also, Halloween is banned. Yes. Okay. They had it right in Halloween 4. Halloween 4... I'm going to preach about how good this movie is until... It's good. It's great. They do everything right. They, yeah. they trick-or-treat at the proper time. <laughs> they The fucking sheriff listens for once. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Halloween 4. I miss you so much, Halloween 4. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, they're trick-or-treating in the goddamn morning. I knew that. 
What uh, is this? Is this is, is before school? Like what? Yeah, it's before school because Timmy has it. Or what's his name? Danny hasn't Danny. gone to school yet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, so we're introduced to the the, the Strodes. Yeah, obviously, like in uh, uh, honor of John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, they're named John and Deborah. Yeah. Um, and then we meet uh, Carr's brother Tim. Uh, John is the worst. He has major. Uh, Biff vibes. Yeah, yeah. He. It's obvious that he probably beats Deborah. Like he, I. He's a great asshole. He hits uh, Kara. Um, and then Danny like pulls a knife on him. Um, which kind of is he's giving us like Jamie Lloyd vibes for yeah. sure because he like hears the. Here's the voice man. He hears the voice man <laughs> and has nightmares and draws scary pictures. Um, but don't we all? Yeah, don't we all? Um, by the way, I'm just going to bring this up now, but the this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test ever. Yeah, I was actually looking yeah. this time. Yeah, and it doesn't pass it ever. Yeah. Um, That's why this movie is the worst Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we meet... Uh, Basically, bad home life. The these the they're related to the Strodes because they the dad is Laurie Strode's brother. I think is what how they're related. That's what we're led to believe. Yeah, that's what we're led to believe. <laughs> um, I just want to comment on Tim and Danny are both dressed the same. Yeah, yeah, and they make Dan- they mention it too. They're like Danny's dressed, dressed as brother. Tim, and he's wearing a very kicks ass shirt, which. <laughs> This is another uh, custom-made shirt that we've figured out. <laughs> yeah, because Barry's the radio host. Yeah, right? so whoever runs this t-shirt <laughs> shop in town, it's got to be making bank. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> you got Kelly Kelly from Halloween 4 has got this yeah. custom-made shirt. Yeah. Barry, of course, got his his helmet custom-made. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got this custom-made Barry Kicks ass shirt. <laughs> Which the fact that they little, let a little kid wear this shirt yeah. is very funny to me. <laughs> Um, we meet Beth, who's Tim's girlfriend, and she's revealed to be the lady on the radio who was like, we're bringing back Halloween. She's like a Halloween rights activist. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, They're doing, um, yeah, and they're going to do like a demonstration at the quad or some shit like that. Yeah, I don't remember. They're dressing up in Halloween costumes and they're going to have the fair or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. They've invited the radio host to come to Haddonfield for their demonstration. Um, we find out, uh, for the first time, uh, Paul Rudd's character is named as Tommy Wallace, so we mm-hmm. realize that... Or it's Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle, sorry. Why did I write Wallace? Because he... he <laughs> Lindsay Wallace? Well, who's Wallace? Well, Lindsay Wallace, yeah. Yeah, so and that's I think I was... Tommy was named after Tommy Wallace, which I want to bring this up. Uh, so John Carpenter has a... I probably brought this up in the first episode, but I want to bring it up, bring again, it up again, just because it's a very fun fact for me. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter has a history of naming characters after real people. Like Michael yeah. Myers is named after. Yeah, his we talked like, about friend. this. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. And his friend was like, "Why'd you name me after that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then a very nice person. Apparently. Yeah, a very nice person. And then Tommy, I think, is named after Tommy Wallace, and Lindsay's last name gets from Wallace. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tom Atkins, star of Halloween Three, plays a character named Nick Castle in the Fog. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. And then um, Nick Castle is just such a cool name, anyway. Yeah, it's a very cool name. And then what was I going to say? Oh yeah, there's a scene in Escape from New York where Lee Van Cleef uh, picks up a phone, mm-hmm. a radio, like a <clears throat> radio, and goes Cronenberg. So he's that character. Oh yeah. Off screen is named after David Cronenberg. <laughs> 
That's just a very funny thing because he yeah. pulls out the world's largest cell phone and yells, Cronenberg. <laughs> um, anyway, enough of that tangent. Yeah. Where so are we at? Beth and Beth gives uh, Tim and Kara and Danny a ride to school. Uh, I wrote down um, that Tim says, or horny, something you haven't felt in a while Ugh. to Kara. <laughs> <laughs> they do a horrible job of making characters we sympathize yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, everyone in this movie like sucks. Um, Kara's fine. Yeah, she's she's yeah. great. She's a pretty good protagonist. I mm-hmm. feel like yeah. Um, Would have been better if it was you know somebody we knew from a previous movie. Yeah, um, I love the like foreshadowing they give that Miss Blank Miss Blankenship who runs uh, is the, the boarding house the boarding house lady uh where uh tommy lives miss blankenship wouldn't hear a truck if it drove through her living room so basically she'll never hear anybody getting killed or anything um tommy goes to the bus station asks about a pontiac because i guess he knows that that's what dr loomis drives i don't know i do not remember that part um that's where he finds the blood in a phone booth that apparently no one has discovered before or like cleaned up. <laughs> dude, I was I missed that. I, dude, I was so checked out watching this movie. Um, so that leads him to the bathroom where he finds that Jamie has stashed the baby in the bathroom cabinet, and so he picks up the baby. Um, then uh, Loomis and Doctor Wynn find the barn where Jamie was killed. Um, Michael's. Uh, burnt the thorn mark into the hay bales. That was cool. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also bring up Danny's creepy drawings, which Tim thinks are cool. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Tommy finding goes to the hospital with the baby. He's like, get me a doctor now. Before that, though, <laughs> we are taken with, uh, with Cara, Tim, and Beth to the college. Yeah, that's where he says the drawings are cool. And in the background, we hear the song... And full shine on by Brother Kane. <laughs> this song was in heavy rotation at my hometown radio station, ninety five point one, The Fox in Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, dude, I was like, yeah, I was taken back. I, I was like, listen, I was like, I need to listen to. Some I didn't st- catch that song. I was like, I need to listen to some Stone Temple Pilots. I need to listen to Alice in Chains. Oh my goodness, this 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 movie is the most nineties movie like yeah. Halloween yeah. movie just the based editing on editing and like everything yeah and fools shine on that was Brother Kane with and fools shine on up next we got <laughs> what the hell have I from the last section hero soundtrack brand new movie came out in 1993 I know it's 1995 right now but uh <laughs> we're gonna play that song it's by Alice in Chains up next <laughs> up next uh tommy's like get me a doctor now that's when he runs into loomis and we find out that the strodes live in the old myers house yes and tommy's just a dick to this yeah. nurse <laughs> yeah he's rude he's i feel like he's like maybe hyper sheltered so he doesn't know how to talk to me i have no idea i want to talk about tommy's character development yeah all right so in halloween four he was this jock type dude yeah exactly like now a dipshit like a, yeah. now he's like a paranoid yeah. grunge like yeah like he, um conspiracy theorist yeah this dude i feel like he listens to a shit ton of nirvana and watches the x-files yeah. i also think apparently and in the, the spinoff the lone gunman <laughs> apparently in the producer's cut he like saves Kara by like using runes or something. So I feel like maybe his character was based off of like the runes character that was cut out of Halloween 5 that was supposed to like resurrect Dr. Death? Yeah. 
<laughs> like they kept trying to bring these ideas that they wanted to use before into the Ugh, movie. Horrible. Um, but yeah, he's just like a recluse conspiracy theorist. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just have written uh, Tommy's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tommy finds Loomis. Uh, oh, he says uh, he runs away from Loomis and says, "Meet me at the campus rally." Clutching. This is one I wrote because he, he's clutching Stephen. He named the yeah. baby Stephen. Yeah, he was like, "I'll name the baby." <laughs> Nobody else is gonna name this baby. I might as well. He's like, "What do you think about Stephen?" I think that's good. The baby's like, "Yeah, the baby, get this, no get response. This bloody thorn off my chest." <laughs> oh man. Um, Loomis sneaks into the Myers household. And, like, scares Deborah Strode, uh, which is the mom. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I also wrote down, because uh, he's, like, cleaning up. He named Stephen Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's cleaning up the uh, the blood. The blood mark, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the baby's just crying, and Miss Blankenship just walks by. <laughs> she wouldn't hear a truck drive through a living yep. room. Um, yeah, and then Loomis goes and talks to Deborah. Yeah. Um the cut to Danny walking home from school and he sees uh, a person in a black robe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he's scared by Tommy who runs into him. And he drops his pumpkin. Yeah. Just reference to the first movie. Um, which is funny because Tommy dropped his pumpkin in the original one. Um, then Deborah calls her husband. Which I'm surprised Smashing Pumpkins is not on the soundtrack. What were they doing? What were, they weren't even thinking. You couldn't have tonight, tonight on this. They just, I guess, well, they couldn't afford to fucking pay Daniel yeah, Harris, yeah. so of course they couldn't have fucking yeah. afford um, yeah. smashing pumpkins. smashing pumpkins. Um, and uh, Michael's behind her; she's making the phone call. Um, I'm gonna make a playlist for this episode that's just a bunch of mid '90s yeah. music that we should be listening to right now <laughs> instead of watching this movie. So Deborah wrote, or Deborah's like basically telling john like why didn't you fucking tell us that like there were murders that happened in this house and at first i wrote how did someone not tell her that it was the myers house like everyone knows well because they keep changing the the exterior of the house every movie (laughs) the first the first two movies but also they just moved in i think yeah uh, yeah first two movies very small house yeah fifth movie is a goddamn mansion this movie is it back to the original house? I can't. It really looks tell. more like the original. Yeah, house. Yeah, it looks more like the original house, but like. But it's still it's a little different. bit bigger than the original house. Yeah. But it's it's obviously not the original house. Yeah. Because this house has like a like a purple exterior or some shit like that. Yeah. It's Maybe got like I'm green picturing shutters or something. I think I'm picturing what the actual Myers house looks like now in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. I think it is white, but it has like green shutters or. It's got green columns or something. As long as they fix that damn dr- uh, that uh, gutter, we're good to go. That smashed the window and scared the shit out of Loomis. Um, I wrote, John is, of course, a drunk because as soon as he hangs up the phone with her, he starts drinking um, and basically calls her crazy for thinking. Uh, and she says that she's going to take the kids and run away because Michael Myers has escaped or is back or whatever. Guess who's back? Um, the voice man calls on the phone and says, we want the child. Um, um, I, there's a re- another reference to the first movie where she's running through like the hanging laundry. Okay, as Michael chases her. Before we get to that part, so yeah. she's running down. She's like packing up and going down the stairs. Yeah, and she they focus so much on the paint rollers. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be on the pumpkin, maybe. Do you think, or do you think it was the paint rollers? It, to me, it was the paint yeah, rollers. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, was she painting in the scene previous to that? Yeah, I don't know what scares her so much. Like, she sees something that's, like, not how she left it, I'm guessing. Yeah, and, like, I'm just... I don't know what it was. It was confusing. It wasn't, yeah. I feel like maybe that was, like, a scene that got cut, like, something, somewhere in editing, and so it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Right now, the listener's yelling at us, like, you (laughs) idiots. They're like, you didn't fucking catch. First of all, (laughs) you're doing way too much radio bits. (laughs) Second of all... It was focused on the such and such. You missed this part. <laughs> well, this just give us Casey. a call if you have anything. Give us a call on the uh, <laughs> on the radio line, dude. My voice is getting What's shot doing this voice. <laughs> he says like he says like their number is like one eight hundred. You suck. <laughs> call us up at one eight hundred. Give a shit. Oh man. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh yeah. So she yeah she runs down the stairs and then she's running through the uh, yeah. laundry and she has a Velma moment in which she drops her glasses and they break. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And Michael's Michael, Michael's chasing her and, and then Michael kills the shit out of her. At first I thought it was a machete. I had to like rewind it and like look at it, but it's an axe. Yeah yeah. Which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a cool kill. Um, that shows how different these movies are compared to now because now they would have just shown. Like her getting hit with the axe. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't really show mm-hmm. it. It's just sort of... Like blood gets splattered on the sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool shot. Which, by the way, Michael does... I'm going to bring this up. Michael takes those sheets and he washes them. He does. He puts them in the laundry because they're full of blood. <laughs> you know, he's not irresponsible. <laughs> he's not. I mean, he's he's a great mechanic. He's a great driver. He, he loves up. to set a scene. Yeah, he... Oh, my God. I would love if he did the window display at a like Barney's or something around Christmas. He would. He, he would be amazing. He would be great as the window dresser and mannequin. Honestly, oh my god! If we can get a Halloween, if mannequin I want to see, I want to see Hollywood in a, in, a, in a Halloween movie. Honestly, I think Hollywood would live. He like. would. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> um, that's when uh, Kara comes home to find the empty house. Oh yeah, that part's pretty creepy. How she's going through and all that stuff, and then yeah. she finds it's Tommy and Danny hanging out in the bedroom. Yeah, in the bedroom. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess Tommy just went home with Danny after he ran into him. Um, but then he takes them over to Tommy's apartment building, um, boarding house, boarding house. <laughs> And then that's when uh, Tommy explains the thorn runes. Yes. To yeah, basically the thorn and the curse rune is like about someone making a sacrifice. Yeah, for Halloween. For it's like Halloween. the whole Sam Hain and all that yeah. shit. Um, they're trying to tie that to all together in this movie. Um, and Danny sees Michael over at the Myers house in the window. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy's like, you stay here because I'm the. I, I know the only man who can stop Michael, so he, like, leaves them all there. Um, and then Loomis finds out that Jamie was pregnant, so he figures out that's where the baby came from. Um, Have we talked about the part where Miss Blankenship's telling him? I was just about to get okay. there. Yeah, Miss Blankenship is, like, creepy, and, like, she starts talking about how she, I guess she babysat Michael Yeah, when he was younger. And what does she say? That she was there when he killed his sister? Or? Yeah, she was, like... She was, well, of course, she lived across the street. Yeah. And she was like, ah, oh, little Mikey Myers, he also heard voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. She's saying how uh, similar Michael is to Danny. Danny, yeah. At this point, this is I what think I'm, Danny was based off of Danny from um, The Shining. Seems like it. Yeah. 
this is the point in my notes where I wrote down in all caps so many characters I don't care about. Yeah. And then um, immediately after that, I wrote John Strode needs to die. Yeah, and she says she says that the voice that Mike there Michael had heard voices. Yeah, and the voices told him to kill his family. Kill. Um, we jump to the fair or the demonstration or whatever, and Barry Sim shows up like in a trench coat, looks sort of like he looks like somebody from the Thorn, but then he like flashes the whole yeah uh, thing and does his radio show. Um, John Strode comes home and then no one's there. The lights go out. Yeah, I wrote down power adage. Great. Yeah. Much. And then it goes down the basement where it's flooded and the, but the, the all the power is out, but the washer's still working for yeah. some reason. Yeah, that's yeah. And then why I write my chapel? I, this must be a typo. Do you write down El Chapo? No, I wrote my chapel stand and lifts. John sticking him into electric box. Maybe my chapel is Michael. Yeah, Michael. Michael. Oh, Michael stabs and lifts John. There we go. Michael stabs and lifts John, sticking him into electric box. Yes. And then his head explodes. Yeah. That part was cool. Yeah, that part is cool. Um, That's a. Yeah. And I wasn't sad to see John go. No. Um, Barry hits on Beth, even though she's in high school, is what I wrote, because the radio show host... They're, are they in, they're in high school? Maybe they're in college? I think they're in college. Maybe, okay. Okay. Then that makes it a, more, a little bit better, but he still sleeves. <laughs> um, he says, like, she's probably a freak who, like, wears, like, weird... Doesn't wear underwear or something? I, I can't I remember. Know. I just... Yeah, I wrote down, there is no boogeyman, because somebody says that. Yeah. That's when Beth reveals... Um, that Tim and Carl live in the Myers house, which I guess Tim didn't even know. How do you not know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Seriously, like in the first movie, they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, the old Myers house? Yeah, like, yeah, everybody yeah. knows about yeah. it. I guess I guess they're supposed to be, like, relatives from out of town. And, like, what they said in the beginning is that, like, Lori's dad could never sell the house, so he just, like, sold it to his brother. I don't know. How could you not know? How could you not know? How could you not? Yeah, you know that was like a worldwide story or like a a national story. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not know? Yeah. He has killed. It's been like 10, 13 years since. And he's killed. Let me go down to the bottom. (laughs) He has killed 40 people to this point. Yeah. 40. 40. You would know. You would know. You would know. All right. Um, Sorry about that. No, it's okay. So Barry decides to move the radio show to the Myers house. Yes. And that's he we get a sequence of him yelling at his producer or yeah. somebody. And then Michael, how does Michael kill him? Uh, I it doesn't show. It just uh, it's like Michael kills Barry and his I'm assuming he stabbed him. There's like a crunch sound. Yeah. Like I don't know if like Michael's still doing his whole thumb to the forehead thing yeah. and like, you know, crushing him or something like that. But yeah, yeah. You just hear like a crunch sound effect. Yeah. Um it cuts to Tim and Beth going, Beth going to the house, and then there. I thought this sequence was pretty good. It's like Tommy is at the demonstration, and then he hears like a kid telling his mom, oh, yeah. "It's raining red." Mommy, it's raining red. It's raining red. It's raining red. Um, that part was cool. Yeah. So then we discover that Barry's been tied up by string lights in a tree. Put on display. He put on display by Michael. Get this man a job Get doing a job. window displays. <laughs> and you can kind of see that he, he has like a stab wound on his chest, I think. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's very vague. He falls out of the tree and it's gruesome. Um, Tim and Beth have sex in Kara's bed. 
Obviously, Tim didn't know that, that it was the Myers house. sex in the Myers house leads to... <laughs> Obviously, he didn't know, yeah. Upstairs sex, especially. Yeah. Did the, has someone... Oh, well, I guess Judith. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I can't think of anyone else besides Judith. Um, yeah, and then Tim goes to take a shower. I love Michael hands him the towel. That was a pretty cool bit. Yeah. Yeah, Beth says, watch out for the boogeyman <laughs> as he goes and takes his shower. Um, and then... <laughs> gives him, yeah. Yeah. And then Michael th- slits his throat. Slits his throat. It's like kind of a weird shot of it. Ugh. I don't know. Um... I do like the reveal of him wiping the mirror, though, and Michael showing up. Yeah, and then Michael comes in and then stabs Beth in the back. Mm. Yeah, while Kara watches from across the street, in, um, in, uh, which apparently that's stolen from another movie. I can't remember which one it was, though. Um, sorry. It has to be face. some like, rear window or Black something Christmas like or that. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to watch that movie. What? Black Christmas. Very good. Yeah. And I think it has, um, uh, the, it's not important. Um, (laughs) um, I was thinking, she is important. Yeah. Uh, Lois Lane from the Superman movies. Margot Kidder. Yeah. Margot Kidder. I think she's in it. Um, rest in peace, Margot Kidder. I know. I love her. Um, she's also in, um, Amityville horror too. Um, so Yeah. Kara calls Beth and tries to warn her, and then she sees Michael kill Beth uh, from across the street. That's slow motion, I think, bit. They do use slow motion in that uh, kill, during that kill. Travis is on his way. Great. (laughs) Travis is on his way. Travis will be here at the end of the episode. (laughs) Um, Then, I guess Danny ran across the street. I, I missed that part. Yes, he did. But uh, Kara follows him across the street to the house, and then she makes the best move she makes in the whole movie, which is grabbing the poker from the from the fireplace. Um, she finds Tim and, Be- and Beth dead in the bed. Put on display. Put on display. She finds Danny, and then I love the shot of like Michael coming up from behind her. Is like she's talking to Danny. That's yeah. great. Um, she sends Danny running. And then uh, we see another uh, rigged uh, body when the mom falls down. That's yeah, a good bit. Too. Just like uh, how Bob fell in the yeah. first movie. Yeah. Michael's like, ah, I need to, I need to, he's like, I need to. Get back to my roots. I need to, I need to do some greatest hits. It's been, it's been six years since I've been on tour. I need to bring back all the hits. I this play. Let's see, what else did I do? I killed two people having sex in the bed. Um, let's see, what else? Yeah. Oh, they, they redecorated. I can't I can't be hiding people in the cupboards this time. Uh, oh, I'll know. I'll have her rigged up from the attic. That's what I'll do. Mm. Yeah. Let's see what Barry's up to in the radio. Oh, I killed him. Who's going to provide my soundtrack? I know. Then he pulls out a Walkman and he... Of course, famously puts on his I would love to band. see I would love to see Michael doing a slow walk with like little he- a little headphone string coming out of his like pocket and like listening to some music as he's doing a slow walk. At this point he's <laughs> listening to Man of the Box by Alice in Chains cuz we got to go we got to go 90s as hell with this. I'm the he, man Michael, in the box. If Michael is anything he stays up to date he with does. current music. Yeah. <laughs> 
The only variation he did was in 1989 when he was famously listening to Bob Turner Overdrive as he was driving. He was driving his car trying to kill Tina. Um. Uh, Michael grabs the axe from the mom's body. Real quick, I want to talk about the radio edit of Man in the Box by uh, <laughs> Allison Chains. Uh-huh. There's a part in the song where he goes, Buried in my shit. He says shit. But in the radio, <laughs> he's like, Buried in my shit. It's like he's like, I love it. It's like he gets choked. <laughs> Michael chokes him. Yeah, actually. like. That's why Michael listens, oh to, the, my Michael God. listens to the radio edit. Michael's like, yeah, this is me. He's like, I love it when I'm on there. I love it. I, my little cameo. He, my little. <laughs> yeah, the song is Man in the Box by Allison Chains, parentheses, featuring Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Close parentheses. <laughs> that is something. Whenever it's in parentheses and it says featuring so yeah, I love. It's called something. I heard it once. Oh, I don't know. That's that's what it's called. It's like yeah. there's a, an actual name, called. a name for when you put that in a song title. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, that reminds me of the Godzilla remix of the song "Brain Stew" by uh, Green Day. Mm-hmm. It's the song "Brain Stew" by Green Day. But they just had a bunch of Godzilla roars to it, <laughs> and it says featuring Godzilla. Yes, we did a, I'm just gonna make a playlist for this episode. I you've I think you've almost like finished it. Like you've said a lot of songs. Um, and full shine on by Brother Kane. We got Man in the Box. We got uh, What the Hell Have I? Uh, two Alice in Chains songs. And then we got Brain Stew by Green Day, the Godzilla remix. Amazing. Oh, um, man. Uh, Kara hides like in a nook and then attacks Michael and he tumbles down the stairs. I'll Tumble for You by uh, <laughs> Culture Club. We'll put that on there. Um, then. D- <laughs> She tries to escape, but then Danny shows up behind Michael because he's a dumbass. Um, and as she's grabbing him and pulling him away, Michael grabs Kara and she finally hits him again with the poker to get him to let go of her. Then Tommy and Loomis go back to the boarding house and find that the baby's missing. Uh-oh. And that's when... Steven? And that's when it's revealed that Dr. Wynn is part of the Thorn. Yes. And also, Miss Blankenship is part of the Thorn, I guess. Uh, yes. So, we should have seen this coming from yeah. a mile away. Yeah. They're both creepy and Dr. Weird. Wynn is, of course, played by Mitchell Ryan, who played General McAllister yeah. in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. The only pro- you know what? They should have just had Gary Busey played Michael Myers in this movie. They um for um for I know for uh, Dr. Wynn, they wanted to get um uh, uh, Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd. Because of the because of originally wanting him for Loomis, which would have been interesting. But you mean Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was about to say Christopher Lloyd. Could you imagine Chris, that'd be like uh, <laughs> he's played two villains very well. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd should be a villain more often. Yeah, because he's you got um, Judge Doom who framed Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Then you oh, got amazing. the the hobo from Dennis the Menace, directed by Nick Castle. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, everything's coming full circle, everybody. Here, Ryan, welcome to Hadfield. I'm of course your host, Nick Leith, and I'm here with P Funk, P Nasty, P Dog, Peyton Lynch, aka the Lollipop Man. <laughs> Lollipop Man. All right. We got... All right. Up next, we got Spoon Man by Soundgarden. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm an idiot. And then... Oh, so then they corner Kara, and then she jumps out of the window, and I wrote, dead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wrote, well, Kara jumps out of the window, and then immediately after, after that wrote, this movie is a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about it because I 
have I talked about it yet? No, I haven't. There's some weird. They try to do like weird grunge versions of the classic Halloween songs. Yeah, the, there's like a little like heavy yeah. guitars. Yeah, I didn't these. like it. And that's uh, apparently they redid the score uh-huh. for the extra scenes they shot or whatever. Oh, okay. And they couldn't yeah. get Mal- I heard that Alan some, Howarth back. Yeah. I heard that the producers cut had different music cues and stuff. Yeah, so that's I think yeah. that's where the because I don't think Alan Howarth would have used the guitars yeah. and all that stuff. The only yeah, the only music cue I liked in the movie was when they first cut to the Myers house and you hear the uh, the Lori's theme. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> so the only music you liked in this movie was music from another movie. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the only music I liked was of right. course "In Full Shine On" by Brother Kane. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Oh yeah, crazy. Oh yeah, no. And then there's a weird cut. I've gone too far in my notes. A weird cut where Loomis and Tommy are like standing outside, and they're like, "Were we drugged?" Yeah. And I was like, "When did that fucking happen?" Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, "When were they drugged?" It's God. This movie's a mess, (laughs) editing wise. Um. And then Carl wakes up in a locked room and hears a woman screaming. Yes. Loomis finds. Uh, they, Loomis and uh, Tommy go to uh, the the uh, place Smith Grove. Smith Grove. Yeah, the, I like the the interior decorating of the hallway they're in. It really reminded yeah. me of the uh, bathroom, the girls' bathroom from Twin Peaks in the first oh, episode. Oh yeah, because it's a white wall with like a red line going yeah. across it. Um, and Loomis finds Win, and then Win tries to convince him to go to to join the Thorn, and then Loomis gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy follows uh, the screaming woman because yes. I'm assuming he thinks it's a uh, uh, Kara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> the woman is like crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. Did Michael attack her? I don't. Is she a patient there at Smith's Grove? I guess. Uh, this movie's a mess. <laughs> she's like, "How does it feel to be damned?" Ow. And then she dies. That's the only quote I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I wrote down other quotes. Um. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Um, then uh, uh, Paul Red Tommy uh, finds Kara and she tries to open the door. Michael finds Tommy. Wait, I have a clip of that. Okay. <laughs> this is the clip. So this is Tommy looking for Kara. Okay, and Michael shows up. And it's the part where whatever Tommy falls into the lake, and then the alien pops up. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that. Uh, that joke is doing very well on this <laughs> on this audio podcast. Yeah, everybody, just like bring up the clip at home and watch it. Um, so he finally gets Kara out, and then they like run towards the the gated door. Um, this part's kind of cool. Michael grabs like Kara through the bars and like is choking her. Um, where am I at my notes? Oh yeah. The whole fire extinguisher thing. We've done that more guitar riffs are wrote and then they run. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then has um, he shot him with the gauze rifle? Yeah. Tommy picks up the gauze gun and like shoots Michael off of her. What is that? What is a, what is a gauze gun used in this hospital? I don't know. Is it for, I guess it's for riot control or something. Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea. This is, so this uh, 
Then, oh, I thought this was funny. They cut to, like, Dr. Wynn, and he tells them to take off their thorn robes because Halloween is over. He's like, you could take that robe off now. It's Halloween's <laughs> over. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, 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 oh. we're in a cult. Come on, let's do some experimental <laughs> surgery on I don't know what we're doing in this OR. But my scrubs are red, and everybody else, you wear green. Except for you, Lacey, you wear green. Or blue. I don't know. Listen, take the robe off. Steven, we told you fucking. <laughs> we told you fucking Steven. Um, then, um, <laughs> Tommy and Kara find the baby and Danny, uh, Stephen and Danny. Um, then, um, oh, yeah. I wrote that Michael heavy, heavy breathing. I don't know if he was bre- heavy breathing before this part in the movie, but this was the first time that I noticed it. I re- yeah. You were re- okay. You got that. I got down. No POV. There's no POV, yeah, no shots. POV in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then Michael picks up a long... He, he almost <laughs> finds him, but he picks up a long surgical So knife. he picks up a scalpel, and he's yeah. like, No. Am I going to Halloween 2 this shit? Yeah. And then he puts it down, and he's like, Nah, I'm a Voorhees this shit. Yeah. He picks up... It's a machete, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is a machete doing on this tray? It's like a very thin... Like, I, maybe it's a surgical saw or something. I don't... Or maybe it's yeah. a bread knife. Maybe it's a bread knife. And then he attacks the surgeons, as we said before. Yeah, he kills everyone in the operating room. Which, okay, so in the producer's cut I read, Uh because we haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I've never seen it because it was unavailable for the longest time. Mm. Um, Dr. Wynn gets away. Yeah. Does he, is he killed in that room? They never show it. They never show it, yeah. But apparently he gets away. Yeah. I think I did read that that he gets away. And And then then we got old dude running towards the bars and he gets his head smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tommy, yeah. Michael squishes, yeah, he squishes the skull into the bars. Yeah, and yeah, then he, like a little sound. And then he knocks the bars down, which, when I, I had to rewind it, because yeah. it looks like he did the head smashing, and then the way it was edited, the bars fell, and you yeah. couldn't see the body. Yeah. So I was like, did he vaporize that dude? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I, I rewound it and watched it again, I was like, okay, he's there, he's just flat. Yeah. Um... Then uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy and the crew run into a room. Tommy and the boy. Tommy and the. Tommy and the boys. Tommy we got the Tommy boys. the boys in the studio today. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> what do you think about this movie you're in? Um, actually, I met Michael Myers when I was eight years old. No, he's the worst. Is that a Paul Rudd impression? Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> um, Dude, I thought Paul Rudd was about to introduce a Mac and Me clip. <laughs> Oh man! Um, so he he confronts him with the quote unquote baby. Yeah. Well. Well. Before that, there's like a weird fetus close up of like. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're like referencing like the the liquid that they're going to inject Michael with. I don't understand that whole plot point. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on there. It's like they're. It's either this this the liquid's either Mountain Dew, or the reanim uh, the reanimator uh, the serum from yeah. Reanimator. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's never explained. It's referred to as the reagent. (laughs) Um, It's never explained. I guess that's trying to show us that they're going to use that. to. That reminds me, for Halloween this year, I've got three costume ideas. Dr. Herbert West from Reanimator. That'd be cool. Yeah. I got a lab coat. I got ties. Um, Think about being Kane from Alien Mm -hmm. with the chest burster coming out of me. Wow, that's a really good one. Or Marty McFly, because I have like a lot of Marty McFly. Yeah, you can do that pretty easy. Anyway, vote now Stay, on... Uh, vote now on Field. <laughs> the lines are open. Call us now to <laughs> submit your vote. I'm, of course, Nick Lathan here with... <laughs> also, Michael punches through the metal door, which is kind of crazy. Oh, that is I cr- feel like we've never seen him punch through metal before. 
Um, he's punched through wood. But not metal. He slept for six years, so... <laughs> so he's stronger. They had him on ice. <laughs> yeah, um, Tommy uh, basically offers up the baby, but we find out it's not the baby. And then he injects Michael with something. We Mountain don't know Dew. what it is. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. I, I wrote down Mountain Dew. And then Tommy throws... Well, Tom, before, before this, I wrote down, he does the he does the head tilt. Oh, I missed the head tilt. And he does the head... This is the first time he's done the head tilt, and I don't know mm. how long. I missed that. Um, and then he throws Tommy across the room. He does the... He, he picks him up, chokes him, and then tosses yeah. him, which is very cool. <laughs> um, and then we get some lead pipe foo. Yeah. Kara attacks Michael with a lead pipe. Uh, and then Michael starts choking Kara... That's when Danny's like, leave her alone. And we see that Danny was hiding with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as Michael approaches Danny, Tommy finally comes back to and injects uh, Michael Baja with Blast. Him. Yeah. Mountain. Injects Baja Blast so into Michael. Because, you know, they, they, they took a detour to Taco Bell before they came here. <laughs> and with a Taco Bell. <laughs> they went to Taco Bell and turned it into a Mountain Dew. And then I've I had- think he beats Michael, too. Um, Listener, you may think I'm intoxicated right now, but I've only had a beer and a half, <laughs> and I'm just loopy from this movie. I and mean, Nick's a tall man, so he can handle I'm a, big a couple boy. drinks. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the end is in sight. The end is in sight, listeners. Um, <laughs> we hadn't even... Get, this is, this is going to be the second shortest episode. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all these bits we've done, we've somehow have not. There's just like not a lot of like meat to this movie. We're debreezing. Yeah, call yeah. me the breeze. That is that is up next on the radio show. Is uh, call me the breeze by Leonard Skinner, the, named the after their GE teacher. Music, the playlist for this podcast is going to be longer than the episode. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and it's curated by the DJs at ninety five point one, the Fox in Montgomery, Alabama. The Fox, W X F X ninety five point one, the Fox. <laughs> Listen to John Boy and Billy in the morning. Oh man, <laughs> or where are we at? Oh yeah, so he <laughs> hit yeah, Loomis. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. yeah. Michael Car- Jackson bounced Dew into him, and then Loomis shows up and shoots something. He shoots the door open. Yeah, he sh- yeah, he shoots it two times. Yeah. And then uh, Kara and the kids escape with Loomis. Mm-hmm. There's a weird flash cut. Oh, yeah. It's like, did Tommy kill Michael or not? There's like a weird So flash Tommy's cut. beating the shit out of Michael. And yeah. there's like these weird cuts. Mm-hmm. Like and I guess you see his light. face goo. And like there's there's Mountain Dew coming out of his yeah. face. <laughs> I can't I don't yeah. know what it is. There's Mountain Dew coming out of his face. Or it could be Mountain Lightning since they couldn't afford. They got the uh, they got the Walmart brand of uh, Mountain Dew. So he's got Mountain Lightning coming out of his uh-huh. face. And um, then um, and then we cut to they're in Tommy's the Jeep. Yeah, and then Tommy's like, "Come with us, Loomis." And Loomis like, is like, "I have some business to attend to." And then we cut to the lab. They all drive off. Yeah, it cuts to Michael's mask on the floor, and then we hear a scream, which. I'm assuming is Loomis. It sounds like Loomis being killed by Michael, maybe. So they apparently reshot this ending. Yeah, I'm and like, and Donald Pleasance had already passed away. Yes. So I'm just doing some closing credits music. So Loomis had or Donald Pleasance already passed away. Yeah, is this the in memory of Donald Pleasance yes. right now? Or yeah. this, is, this is of course the song "And Full Shine On" by Brother Kane. <laughs> Is this the song that plays in the credits, actually? This is the end yeah. credits music. Yeah. 
It's so 90s. So they... Oh, my God. So, yeah, then they drive off, and it's alluded to that Loomis gets killed by Michael. That's yeah. that's what it, way I interpreted it. Yeah. There's a different ending for the producer's cut, but that's what is inferred in this one. Yeah. So we got in full shine on. <laughs> so that's the movie. That's Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. It's horrible. Yeah. This is the. It's probably. This is probably going to go down as the worst one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. We need to watch the producer's cut. See if it's any better. <laughs> um, so let's go with the ratings. So, uh, how many ounces of Mountain Dew do you give this movie? <laughs> Out of how many? I'm gonna go with twelve. Out of 12 ounces. Well, how much comes in a bottle? Is it 20 ounces? Um, like a like a liter bottle? Yeah, how many liters of Mountain Dew would you give this movie? <laughs> Let's say it's out, out of 12, because I don't want to look it up. 12 liters? Let's go two liters. <laughs> two, out of two liters? Of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give it one liter, because it's like 50%. <laughs> You could give it less than that. Okay, I give it like, um, I give it like a little, like, um, Dixie cup, like filled, like only filled, like a, like a centimeter okay. of Mountain Dew. I'm gonna give it like you take the cap off, uh-huh. and then you pour, and then you fill the you cap. Fill the cap. <laughs> That's how much I give this yeah. movie. Yeah, I agree. And on the pumpkin scale, what are you gonna give it? Oh God. Um, I do like Kara, like, as a character. I don't feel like she gets utilized very well in the movie. Yeah. But I do like that she, like, beats up Michael and stuff. That's cool. Um, I don't know. I like a like a 15 pumpkins, like 12 maybe. Man. That's, is that too many? I think that is. I'm it's giving, out of 100. I'm giving it seven pumpkins. Seven pumpkins, yeah. I almost gave it six, but that's the Rotten Tomato score for this movie. <laughs> this movie has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> which I think that's high. Yeah, that's high. Um, yeah. So MVP, LVP, which we were stealing from Mary with Movies. Uh, MVP, Loomis's beard. I'm a fan of Loomis's beard. <clears throat> um... <laughs> God, LVP, how can you pick, you know? Um, Paul Rudd's voice, LVP. Oh, poor Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, my MVP is, uh, of course, the song And Full Shine On by Brother Kane. Because <laughs> it takes me back to a simpler time back in the mid-90s. And then, of course, the LVP is the script and the editing. Good God. And oh, the Michael bad. Myers kill count to this point, 54. Wow. So next episode is Halloween H2O, yep. and our guest is Corey Anderson. Yeah, and we're resetting that number to the first to the first two movies for the first two. Yeah, because it's a new timeline. Yeah, the Thorn timeline is over. Mm-hmm. Thank God it started off strong, ended horribly. Ended horribly. Yeah. So they actually were going to continue the storyline for the next movie before H2O came up. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. I can't remember. I need to reread it, but I can bring it up next episode. We'll bring it up next episode. Um, This has been Welcome to Haddonfield. What quote should we do this on? Um, (laughs) The the thing that lady said. How does it feel to be damned? (laughs) You talking about that one? Yeah, that's good. You go ahead and say it. How does it feel to be damned? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.